You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, welcome to episode 130 of the Soul Forge Podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Greetings, gang. Glad you could all make it back for another exciting episode of The Soul Forge. This week, a little bit different. Actually, we had originally planned, Robin and I, uh, we actually recorded something. He rambled for about an hour all about different things, and I was going to play it this week, but last week's episode was almost an hour. His rambling was over an hour, and I'm not sure if I'm ever going to release his episode. Maybe I will next week. Maybe I won't. I wanted something a little bit more down-to-earth after last week's show. The other day, I went to see the new movie starring Mr. Rogers, uh, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and it got me thinking about children's television. And just for a brief review of the movie itself, sure, Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers. uh, And from all the advertising, it seems like it's the story of Mr. Rogers' life. But guess what? It's so totally not that at all. Now, it's not a horrible movie. It's not bad by any uh, extent of the imagination. But if you're going there expecting to see Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers for an hour and a half, you'll be sadly disappointed. Uh, It's actually about... Some guy who was profiling Mr. Rogers in the late 90s for Esquire magazine. And it actually follows that guy's life. And Mr. Rogers is more of a background character kind of thing. So very strange. And you know what? Tom Hanks is a great actor. But I couldn't get past him as Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. It wasn't Mr. Rogers on the screen. Although... There were certain moments where, yes, yes, it was. It was Mr. Rogers. He was channeling Mr. Rogers. But for the most part, it was just Tom Hanks playing him. But the guy who was the magazine writer, that guy, that, that actor, whoever he was, he, he did a good job. You could, you could feel his feelings through the screen. Uh, so not a bad movie, just not exactly what I expected. Still, glad I saw it. If you haven't seen it, uh, you don't need to see it in the theater. I did because I wanted to. But, mm, Totally up to you. You won't miss anything if you wait for home video release, if that's what they're still calling it. But as I was leaving the theater, I was thinking, you know what? There aren't any shows like that anymore. It got me thinking, hmm, can I be the new Mr. Rogers? Can I start a YouTube channel where I talk directly to kids and teach them life lessons and that kind of thing? Kind of like what I do here on Soulforge, try to get to the deeper meaning of different things. And uh, maybe I could... I don't know if I'm prepared to do that yet, but it got me further thinking all about children's television that people of my age group and thereabouts grew up with. So I did some research. Yes, I actually did some research for an episode. And I came up with all of the children's shows that I could find that 
had a certain theme. And the theme was the host talking directly to the child and trying to make them feel included. And I was trying to think if, of if there are any shows like that nowadays and couldn't really come up with anything. Like, sure, there's Dora the Explorer where she's a cartoon character and she talks directly to the audience. And there was Blue's Clues and that guy Steve or whatever his name was would talk directly to the audience. But those shows are hyper and frenetic and fast-paced. And they're not like the shows that we grew up on in the 80s. So I thought what I would do is just go through some children's television shows and just a little bit of a brief history and what I found uh, similar to all these shows. But before we do that, we've got to get the obligatory plug for the ESO network out of the way. And so I'm going to play the promo for the Cigar Nerds podcast. We are the Cigar Nerds, bringing nerdy sophistication and geeky indulgence on all topics, including movies, video games, science, and pop culture news, all from the Nerd Cave Cigar Lounge. Find us on iTunes, Stitchers, Google Play, and wherever fine podcasts are found, including esonetwork.com and cigarnerdpodcast.com. So fire up a cigar. It's time to get nerdy. And that's probably not... uh really in keeping with the theme of children's television, but it was their turn to play that promo. So there you go. All right, so let's talk about Mr. Rogers first of all. Did you know Mr. Rogers actually debuted in Canada on the CBC, or the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation channel, uh, October 15th of 1962? But uh, he was only there for three years, and then he moved back to the U.S. in 1966, and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood made its national debut in the U.S. on February 19th, 1968, and it ran all the way until August 31st of 2001. Since we're together, might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my neighbor? So isn't that incredible? That's a long time. What was Mr. Rogers? He was just a friendly guy who cared about children. He had his puppets and his trolley, and he fed the fish, and it wasn't fast-paced. It it wasn't high production values. It was just uh, good old-fashioned down-home family values. And he was just, he made you feel included. Like, his manner of speaking was quiet and subdued, and he you could tell that he cared. Like, you can't fake that kind of thing, especially for, like, 40 years or however many years he did it for. He would talk directly to you. Like, there was millions of kids out there watching him, but when you watched Mr. Rogers, you felt like he was talking directly to you. And and that's important, because it makes you feel included, it makes you feel special, and that's what he was all about, making the children feel special. Now, in relation to Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, uh, there was an assistant puppeteer of his named Ernie Coombs, and he became Mr. Dressup. So Mr. Dressup, uh, I think he debuted on Butternut Squash in like 1964, and he he had convinced Fred Rogers to come to Canada and work with him. Mr. Dressup was also an American. I think from Maine, in my research, I found out. Ernie Coombs spun off the character of Mr. Dressup from this Butternut Squash show into his own Mr. Dressup show, which ran from 1967 to 1996, And it was basically songs, stories, arts, crafts, imagination games, and that kind of thing. It it was him with his two puppets, 
Casey and Finnegan, which was uh, a young boy and his dog. Actually, I never could tell if Casey was a boy or a girl. It was hard to say. I think it was a boy. But Mr. Dressup had his tickle trunk where he had, like, a, it, was a, it was a chest. And what he would do, especially if uh, any of the American listeners or international audience here has not seen Mr. Dressup and didn't grow up with him, uh, he would uh, sing songs and he had Alligator L and he had Ant Bird and he talked to a picture on the wall of the owl and talking directly to kids just like Mr. Rogers did. So you felt important and special, and he would draw things, simple drawings, but they were good. And he would ask the kids to either sing along with him or do the crafts at the same time, you know, always asking an adult if you had to cut things with scissors and that kind of stuff. But uh, he had his tickle trunk where, magically, the costume for that day would be on the top of the pile of clothes, and it would fit him perfectly. And sometimes the crafts had to do with uh, him making something extra for the costume so it would work, so he could play the skit. And it was a really good show, and wholesome, and fun, and a lot like Mr. Rogers. In my earliest memories, there was Captain Kangaroo, and in my research there, uh, it was from 1955 to 1984, and it was uh, a character played by Bob Keeshan. And he was the original Clarabelle the Clown on the Howdy Doody Show. Now, I don't remember too much about Captain Kangaroo. I just know that uh, he had his treasure house, and they called him Captain Kangaroo because his coat had big pockets on it. And that's in my earliest, earliest memories. And um, I don't think it was really too much about life lessons or so, but there was, there was games and songs and stuff like that. A lot of these shows had games and, and songs. Uh, another one that I really, really liked... And another Canadian production was The Friendly Giant, which ran on CBC from 1958 to 1985, played by Bob Holm. And so he was the friendly giant, and he lived in his castle on the edge of some town. He would start every show by talking about what was going on in the town. And it would be different every day. And then he would have little tiny chairs, which was my favorite part. It was my absolute favorite part of the show, where he would move the chairs around and say, oh, this is for somebody to curl up in, and this chair's for two more. And it was little tiny chairs that he was taking care of for the audience. And again, he was talking directly to you, the child. Once upon a time, not long ago, not far away, we were in the village in a nice spring day. Looks a little snowy. We had a bit of snow, one of those spring snowstorms, but... No one had to shovel because it's melting almost as fast as it came down. It would be gone soon. Nice day to walk through the town. There's something that I just noticed, I hadn't noticed before, and it's right there. You see that pole, red and white? It's a barber pole. Oh, there. A little barber shop there, and they have a red and white pole with stripes. All over the world are barber shops like that. There's that big boot. Now look up. Way up. And we're on our way to the castle. I'll go over first and go in the back door so I can let the drawbridge down and open the big front doors for you. Are you ready? Here's my castle. Here we are inside. Here's one little chair for one of you, a bigger chair for two more to curl up in. For someone who likes to rock, a rocking chair in the middle. Now, look up. Way up. And I'll call Rusty. And he had Rusty the Rooster, which was a puppet who lived in a book bag, and Jerome the Giraffe, who would poke his head through the uh, window in the castle, and they would just have, like, a, a conversation. It was uh, a go-slow kind of show, gentle nature, natural discussions, a lot like uh, Mr. Dress Up, 
Mr. Rogers and the Friendly Giant. They were all pretty similar. And just talking to kids, and uh, the Friendly Giant was more kind of an ad-libbed kind of show, and different topics, and only 15 minutes, while the other ones were about a half an hour each. The Friendly Giant had his recorder that he would play, and the... the uh, the credits were really slow, and the cow jumped over the moon at the end. And if you haven't seen The Friendly Giant, it's only 15 minutes. Go check it out on YouTube. It it was a great show. Actually, when I had my uh, when I bought a Volkswagen Beetle uh, seven or eight years ago, it was orange and white, and I called it Jerome, after Jerome the Giraffe from The Friendly Giant. Don't have that car anymore because of reasons, but it stuck with me all these years. So go check out The Friendly Giant. Uh, they cancelled The Friendly Giant and replaced it with Fred Penner's Place, which ran from 85 to 97. Uh, it was kind of a musical show. Hi. It's good to see you. How are you today? Are you feeling fit and fine? Me too. Oh boy, ready to have some fun too. I'll tell you what. It's always more fun when we do something together. So why don't I tell you about what happened around our place recently. We had a block party. Have you ever seen or been involved in a block party? That's where they block off the ends of the street. So no traffic can come down your street. So you can have some fun singing and dancing and playing and just getting to know your neighbors a little better. That's what a block party is all about. So let's get to know each other a little bit better and do some dancing in the street. Educated kids in various subjects and what he would do, he was very naturific. So he would he would play his musical instruments. He'd be in a he'd have to go through the forest and through the over the stream and then through a log to get to his clearing. There you would be. He would he would come out of the the log and he would start talking to the audience and he'd have the word bird which would give us the word of the day and there'd be a lot of singing. And when that came out, I was a little bit older, so I probably watched it with uh, brother Robin because in '85 when it came out, I would have been what nine. So a little bit past the age for caring about that kind of stuff. But still, it was entertaining enough, and you learn things. What do all of these shows have in common? Well, let's think about it. Mr. Rogers was a middle-aged white man. Mr. Dressup was a middle-aged white man. Captain Kangaroo was an old white man. The Friendly Giant was an old white man. And Fred Penner was uh, probably in his late 30s or early 40s, and a white man. So all these children's shows, having the old white man in common, also had the the slow, deliberate kind of speaking to the kids. And we don't have that anymore. But there, there were some other shows that I did research. Couldn't find very many American ones. It was mostly uh, Mr. Rogers, but also Sesame Street, which, of course, we all know started in 1969. And it's still going strong. And those shows were an hour long. And everybody knows Sesame Street with uh, Big Bird and Snuffleupagus and, uh, I think, Gloria, Barkley the Dog. All those kind of things. Little different segments. You know, those guys who were the aliens. Yep, 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 yep. Those guys. And uh, little educational things and guest stars. And really loved it. Ernie and Bert. All those things. Uh, the numbers of the day. How did it go? Brought to you by... The number this, and the letter this, and, and the other thing. So you, you'll always be learning something, and that was good. Uh, we also had Today's Special, which was another Canadian show, which ran from 1981 to 87. Uh, that was about a department store at night 
where Jody was the night manager or or something. She uh, she worked at the store setting up the display for the next day, and she had a mannequin that she would bring up with her. But if you took the hat off and said uh, "Hocus Pocus Elamagocus," Jeff would come to life. And as long as he kept his hat on, he was okay. But as soon as you took it off, he would turn back to a mannequin. It was kind of a similar show, trying to teach you life lessons and that thing kind of thing. So we had uh, Jody, who was actually a black lady. Jeff the mannequin was a white guy. And then we had uh, Sam the night guard, who was a puppet. And then we had Muffy the mouse, who would speak in rhyme, and she lived in the wall. I watched that fairly regularly and probably learned a lot. And actually, the lady who played Jody on today's special sometimes appeared on the polka dot door. Polka dot door, the polka dot door, let's peep through the polka dot door. Songs and stories and so much more. Through the polka dot door, this is the time we always say, get ready, get set for imagination day. We'll tell some tales, we'll pretend and play, so come in the polka dot way. Now, Polka Dot Door ran from 1971 all the way to 1993. I think it was weekday, and it had two hosts, a man and a woman, a bunch of stuffed animals. There was uh, Humpty and Dumpty, there was Bear and Marigold, and they were the four main, I guess, stuffed animals, if I can remember properly. And different themes of the day, there was Imagination Day, and they would uh, take you through the Polka Dot Door, and then you'd see a short educational video. Sometimes you'd go into the backyard and you'd uh, feed the fish, Frida and Fennel, and uh, I think their guinea pig named GP, if I can remember correctly. And then they would uh, also tell you the time on the clock and help you learn how to tell time, which was good. And then at the end, the lady host would be out in the backyard, and then she'd meet the mythical Pokeroo, who was actually the male host, dressed up. So they would do some kind of adventure or talk, and all he would say was Pokeroo, that's all he said. And then he would disappear. The male host would come back, and the lady would say, Oh, Pokeroo was here, and you missed him again. And he would be like, Oh, Pokeroo was here, and I missed him again, and, and then it would end. Pokeroo? Pokeroo. What, Pokeroo. What, what are you doing? Pokeroo. Pokeroo. Oh, no, the Pokeroo is disappearing. <laughs> Goodbye, Pokeroo. Have a good camping trip. Come back soon. Sherry. You're not cold on a hot summer's day like this, are you? <laughs> no. The Pokeroo was here. The Pokeroo was here? And I missed him again? Yes. So, kind of a kind of a cheesy, kind of low-budget thing again, but a lot of fun and uh, definitely part of my childhood, one of my earliest memory shows. And then, the final show that I came up with was Under the Umbrella Tree, which ran from 86 to 93, and that was actually hosted by a woman. A white woman, of course, but a woman nonetheless. And there was a bunch of puppets like Iggy the Iguana, Gloria the Squirrel, and uh, Jacob the Blue Jay, I think it was. And uh, all this stuff is actually on YouTube. What I've come to the conclusion of, they don't make shows like that anymore. Slow-paced shows where they're just talking to the audience, trying to teach you a life lesson. And you don't see any of these shows in reruns anymore. And, and I'm sure there's probably lots more that I'm missing. But these are the ones that I grew up with. And, and I miss Mr. Rogers and my childhood and Captain Kangaroo and the Friendly Giant and Mr. Dressup and, and learning the li different life lessons and just feeling like I was included and part of the thing.
can you guys think of any more childhood shows that really speak to you? Like, I'm, I'm sure there's lots more. Like, uh, I know there was uh, The Great Space Coaster, uh, but that was high energy from what I remember. And, and there's all kinds of different things and cartoons and stuff that I didn't grow up with, so I'm missing out on. Like, uh, like I said, Dora the Explorer, The Backyardigans, In the Night Garden, and all those shows, The Wonder Pets, you know, all those things that I watched with my son. But nothing compares to what I grew up with. And, and I would say the main two, of course, were Mr. Rogers and Mr. Dressup, and then the Friendly Giant to a lesser extent. I miss the old white guy tell, telling me stories, talking to me like I'm a real person, and including me and making me feel like I was special and I could do anything. And I think kids need these shows more now than we ever did when we were growing up, and they should bring something like this back. I don't care if they, uh, they reproduce them, if they make new episodes, if they just show repeats, I think kids need to see this stuff. You know, there's, there's no cell phones, there's no tablets, there's no video games, it's just simple, wholesome lessons where the, the old, wise white man is talking to you. And I'm sure we could get into a whole discussion about the fact that it was a white guy and he was in his middle age. Maybe that's just the way television worked back then. Who knows? And I'm sure there's all kinds of other shows, like I said, that I'm not aware of, that you out there in podcast land can inform me about. And I would love to hear from you. Uh, SoulForgePodcast at gmail.com But I wanted to give you more of a... Lighthearted episode, uh, a little bit of a history of children's television from when I grew up. A little, totally bit different actually from last week's episode. And maybe next week I will share with you Robin's rambling episode. Maybe not. I don't know. We're not sure yet. It was going to be episode 130, but uh, I don't know. I'll have to listen to it again to find out. Just wanted to thank you guys for coming by. Keep listening to Soul Forge. Appreciate you being here. I hope you share the links with all your friends and family and tell everybody you know about us. Uh, But until next time, take care and remember, things could have been different, but that doesn't mean they'd be any better. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Find us on Twitter at SoulForgePod or email the show via SoulForgePodcast at gmail.com. Soul Forge is a production of Sean Vanderloo and Friends. You can find Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Remember to visit SoulForgePodcast.com for all of our social media links, and share the show with everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. Hi, Jody. Oh, hi, Sam. Well, the store's all locked up tight once again. Great. Are you all ready for the record? Am I? <laughs> I've been practicing for weeks. I'm all ready to sing Yo Hee Ho. Hoist the mainsail. <laughs> hey, singing Yo Hee Ho. Sail across the ocean blue. Singing Yo Hee Ho. Not now, hey. Sam. But you should know there'll be lots of time for Yo Hee Ho. Right, Muffy. Hmm. We'll get to all our favorite songs. Hey, well, that's good. I certainly wouldn't want to miss Yo Hee Ho. <laughs> oh, we won't, Sam. Good. Yeah, it's my favorite song. We know, Sam. Right. Today's special. It's for everyone. Today's special. Come join in the fun. With magic everywhere. A world for us to share. Friendly faces 
hoping that you want to meet us there for today's special. It's about to appear. It's about to appear. Today's special. Shout it loud and clear. Today's special. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.